We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's November 4th, it's 2021. We have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Will, how's it going, my friend? It's going well, man. Uh, glad to be on with you. Another basketball slate, you know, starting to get a few little edges here and there, so... I'm excited, man. Always a good time. Yes, sir. Always a good time. Like you said, I'm excited as well. I mean, it's been Thursday is a long day. It's it's, uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if people have, have seen the news or not um, about Rotor Grinders and Better Collective. And I, I mean, it's just been a been in meetings today and there's been a lot going on company wise. And I mean, before we get into breaking down this slate, I just want to just say how grateful I am for Cam, Cal, and Riley. They gave me a shot, and I mean, I looked it up. My first Roto-Grinders check was 2013. I've been working, not full-time, but I've been working with the company um, doing stuff since 2013. They gave me a, an avenue to talk sports every day, and um, I couldn't be happier, and I am so excited for them. I'm also excited for our good buddy Dan Bach. Um, he's gonna be my boss now. He was already he's kind of my boss already, but now he's like actually my boss. So I'm excited for just the company in general. Um, I mean, it's gonna mean nothing but good things for Rotor Grinders subscribers and people that listen to the podcast. And it, we're just we're getting bigger. Um, and I mean I, I'm I'm excited for the future. And um, again, man, I'm just so so thankful 
for everything that those guys have done for my career personally and what they've done for the industry. Like when I started playing DFS and Rotor Grinder started up, it was just a site where we all just kind of hung out in the forums. And now it is this, it's this site that just brings so much great content with so many great providers and content providers and the tools and it's just changed the game of dfs and i've worked with so many great people and um man i'm excited i'm excited for the future and again i'm so grateful and thankful of cal cam riley dan everyone that you know has had a role in putting me where i'm at in my career i'm very very happy where i'm at in my career um and i mean i always strive to get better at what i do so all right that's over um man it's been a it's been a day it's been yeah. a day um i feel the same way man uh i know a lot of people probably know but you know i started working with uh for the company uh dan bach gave me a shot man uh my first actual piece of content was a mlb uh i think it was the weekend grind with mangone and uh, i was able to hop on the morning grind those were kind of my first pieces of uh of content met Dan at a live final, and um, the rest was kind of history. After that, gave me a shot, emailed a little bit, and um, so yeah, it's been good, man. You know, Roto Grinds has been. I was telling you before the pod, man, they, they've been there through some of my darkest times uh, for a few, you know, a couple years ago. So I'm, uh, I love the company, and I plan to be here and keep rocking it out with my socks out, man. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. So ex- excited for the future. Um, man, it's just, it's crazy. It's just crazy to think about everything. But uh, again, I mean, Cal, Cam, Riley, those guys changed my life and um, forever grateful, excited for what they have planned next. I mean, Riley's st- sticking around and Cam and Cal are going to be around, man. We're gonna hang out with those guys for sure um but i mean it's been uh it's been a, it's been a long day it's been a great day great day um but we have some basketball my basketball lineup stunk um i, I mean <laughs> it was just oh gosh seth curry so i played seth curry tonight and i don't want to get into it too much I, I love recapping every once in a while i played seth curry tonight and he absolutely smashed in the first half i think he had like 22 fantasy points or something like that and i'm like really oh. i thought he had 23 real points uh, in the so first maybe, half maybe it was maybe that's what it was I, I just remember looking at it and going man this dude's smashing and I, I was so right about him and he's just gonna absolutely crush and he didn't do anything in the second half he forgot how to play basketball um and i did I, I made such a rookie mistake and this is the the real reason that i brought this whole conversation up is because i wanted to talk about my rookie mistake i was at dinner and the news broke and so i was switching some stuff around and i my utility spot i ended up with al horford and not that al horford was a bad play today it was not a bad play today he didn't perform well so i mean if you want to be results oriented sure he was a bad play today but what i'm getting at is i didn't spend enough time just kind of looking and i was like all right i have enough for al horford to play him one, I didn't play him in my – I put him in my utility spot instead of my center spot, so I couldn't really switch anything later um, to make ground up since Al Horford kind of stunk. And two, it's just don't do that. Don't just be like, uh, man, this guy is 
he he's the guy you should play in this range um because he's who you can afford i mean i could have i could have ran back my philly stack with you know not just cunningham i could have ran it back with like grant and there's so many other options that i could have made in that range and i didn't give myself an opportunity so don't do that don't make those rookie mistakes where i mean this is don't lock yourself into something and be like i'm going to play this guy just because i can afford him so there you go that's my stevie's two cents for the day um because i did it and i don't ever do that kind of stuff like i could have i i had cam reddish in my lineup but i could have upgraded cam reddish and went down from Al Horford. There's so much that I could have done, and I didn't do any of that. And uh, just I made a rookie mistake today, and had to share. I mean, I'm not perfect, and um, you know, you learn from your mistakes. And I make that mistake way more often than I should. Listen, I get it. What I will, what I will say is this: um, I, it's like you always have one one big reminder a season, right? Like. What were you thinking? Why did you do that? Like, you know, and I oh, yeah. think, um, you know, when that happens, it, it, it actually is, it might not be a positive that day, but it ends up being a positive long-term because now it's stamping your mind for the season. Don't be an idiot. Uh, don't do that again. And so that's how I feel when I, when I make those kind of mistakes. And uh, typically I always come out, you know, better for it you know, over the next week or next couple of weeks, because I'm, I'm even more laser focused on getting it right. It, it's more of, I look at it this way too. I'm just had Seth went and had his ceiling game and scored like 45 fantasy points. The rest of my lineup did really well outside of Reddish and Horford. And if I would have like, if Christian Wood does well, I have Anthony Davis still to play and stuff. And like, if those studs do what they're supposed to do and like here, I'm sitting here going, Man, I left a lot of money on the table. Now, the fact that Seth Curry didn't do anything in the second half, and it, it doesn't really matter at this point. It, it's just those those mental reminders of what can you always upgrade? You know, what can you upgrade? Yes, you have enough for Al Horford, but do you really need to play a 1% on Cam Reddish when you, you have a low on Christian Wood and you have a low on Seth Curry? No, you don't need to do that. So, I mean, always look where – don't get locked into stuff – Make sure you always have your late start players and your utility forward guard spot because, I mean, I, I screwed myself in that realm too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, just just wanted to throw that out there. There you go. Uh, yeah, we make mistakes too, not just everybody. All right, basketball, nine games, a uh, lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, so much to talk about here. A lot of high-scoring games potentially, some big injury news to talk about. So let's get into it. Brooklyn. At Detroit, 212 total. Brooklyn is a 10-point favorite in this game. Claxton and Kyrie are out. It is a back-to-back for Detroit. They have been, I mean, you'd, you'd think they rested um, Cade Cunningham after his first game back. They've lifted the minutes, um, restriction, it, and, like, you know, we'll have to see. Um, but let's start with the start with the Brooklyn side here. What do you like here for the Nets? Well, the main thing is, I mean, Kevin Durant's 10-6, um, and I, I think that might be slightly expensive, ever so slightly. Um, the guy can put up 30. I watched the game the other night, Stevie, and, I mean, he put up, you know, 16 points, I mean, six minutes, just easy stuff. Like, he wasn't even trying, seemingly. That's what it looked like. Of course he was trying, but um, – I kind of don't want to play anyone from the Nets. Like it just, I, I don't see the value anywhere. I mean, 
you know, Patty Mills is playing about 20 minutes a game, and I don't want to wait for him to have to shoot, you know, hit 10 three-pointers to get there. And uh, I just – I don't see any value with the Nets for me to even spend any money on. So I hate to say it, but this is going to be like one of those baseball no's. Like, I just – I don't want to play anyone from the Nets. I mean, we're looking at a 26%, you know, usage rate for James Harden. His assist rate is really good this year. Um, I mean, he offers triple-double upside right now because of his assist rate. I think he has eight assists in every game except for one, and the game he didn't was against Miami, and he had seven. So, I mean, James Harden is putting up, like, triple-double numbers. He's just not hitting those triple-doubles. The one night he did hit a triple-double, he scored over 50 fantasy points. He's just expensive. And Kevin Durant can get hot from the field and have big games any night. But I feel like we're going to see maybe one or two of those 70-point outings a month. And I don't know if it's going to be in a game where they should control like it it should be in this Detroit game. So I'm kind of with you. I don't really have any interest in the Brooklyn side of things in this game. I mean, yeah, Blake Griffin. With Claxton out, played 30 minutes the other night, but, I mean, I don't know if I want to play Blake Griffin in this spot either. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Detroit side of things? Well, I mean, you know, with Detroit, you're going to get Jeremy Grant. He's 7,400, so a little bit. He's also a little bit more expensive than what I want to pay on this slate. Uh, You know, you're looking at Cade Cunningham. He's now 46. Uh, if he plays, I am willing to roll the dice uh, again at that price if he's going to, you know, play over 30 minutes. Uh, you know, tonight we saw that, you know, he, he had a respectable performance and he, and it still could have been better, Steve. Like, that's the other thing. Like, Cade, he still could have put up 40, 50. Like, you know, so I, um, I, I just think, you know, he's kind of going to be the guy uh, until everything kind of shakes out, you know, with this team. And I'm kind of, you know, Sadiq Bay. I think he's just overpriced now. Um, like, I just kind of don't want to to really get involved. Like, if you look at um, um, the, the team as a whole, like, Sadiq Bay took nine shots. Kate Cunningham took 17 shots. Jeremy Grant took 22 tonight, and I think that's going to kind of be the norm. The one good thing we saw about K was the peripherals picked up tonight, 18 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, one steal. And I think these are going to be closer to what his numbers are in terms of he might not have 10 rebounds, but maybe he has, you know, 17, 8, and 4. So like, I think this is going to be closer. So until he gets priced up to maybe, let's say, 55, 5,800 at these levels, uh, I'm just going to keep playing them until they, they price him up. But he, he's, he's absolutely the piston I want to play. Don't really want to play uh, uh, anyone else. I know Killian Hayes played 30 minutes tonight, but I don't feel like I have to play Killian Hayes. I don't, I don't think he has the upside that Cade will have in this offense. I mean, I think they're building around those two guys, right? Hayes is a highly talented you know player out of college last year, dealt with some injuries last year. I think they really want to build around Grant, Cunningham, and Hayes um, outside looking in. This was a game that Cade created more by, you know, driving the basket, getting and drawing fouls. He still shot four from 17 
Exactly. And one from seven from three point land means he talked about it in the expert survey today. This dude shot 40% from three in college. He's not going to continue to shoot this bad. And I mean, I was reading something the other day about how from going from the Spalding ball to the Wilson ball this year, that like scoring and shooting in general is, is like a, like a, a 15 year low or something like that. So, I mean, you never know, you know, these guys are creatures of habit when you switch basketballs and stuff, it's different feel, but anyway, Cunningham, if he plays, I think he's still too cheap at 4,600. I don't mind Grant. I think he's okay. If Cunningham were to sit in this game, Hayes and Bay, I think, become way more playable. But, I mean, this is a game that I'm really worried about a blowout. I hate predicting blowouts, but I, I really worry about this game um, on the Detroit side of things. But, I mean, Corey Joseph would potentially be in play, too, if Cade Cunningham sits. So, waiting on some news here. Memphis at Washington, 223 and a half total. Washington's a one-point favorite. Um, Brooks is still out for Memphis. Bertans, Bryant, Gill, and Hachimara are out for Washington. Let's start with Memphis. Uh, what do you like here for the Grizzlies? Yeah, don't don't hate John Moran. I mean, he's had plenty of upside this year, so I'm going to get in on that. I'm trying to decide what I want to do with Steven Adams. Played 30 minutes the other night, put up 25 fantasy points, which was okay. Um, you know, do we think he can we can catch some upside in this spot? Maybe, so, but he is on my short list. I mean, he's a guy that we think can put up 30, 35 fantasy points. I take it at his his price level. So I, I am kind of interested in him. Jaron Jackson at 5,600 had a really good game there in Denver from a fantasy perspective. Uh, had three steals, though. Man, I, I feel like at 5,600, he's probably is slightly too cheap. Um, you know, I think he has a little bit more upside than that. So I, I'm, I'm in there. Uh, Desmond Bain still, you know, pretty much scoring, you know, over, over 15 real points every game is just what is he going to do in the peripheral area? So at 5,100, I don't hate it against Washington. Fun fact, though, I, when I looked the other day, it doesn't seem like Washington's playing nearly as fast as they were. They're so not. this isn't the this isn't the running gun Washington team that, we're used to. So uh, I haven't been, you know, I don't feel like we can target them as much, but at 5,100, I don't hate it. I just, I don't love it either. Um, you know, DeAnthony Melton, I feel like I'm kind of out on him. Like he has some upside, but it, it's got to be peripherals. I don't think he's going to score a lot of points. Mainly it's job and rent for me, Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to note when it comes to Washington. They've been playing a little bit slower this year. Um, I mean, just in general. So, I mean, when I'm looking at the Memphis side of this game, I think I'm going to keep playing Adams depending on what value opens up throughout the day. Um, he's going to play 30 minutes in games that stay close. And where he doesn't get in foul trouble. I mean, some of those games where minutes were down, it was foul trouble and games is not staying close. Like he's played 34 minutes um, once this season. So, I mean, the upside's there. But I mean, overall, on the Memphis side, it's usually John Morant. And I mean, I really don't hate this price on Triple J. If they're going to give him 30 minutes and he can stay out of foul trouble, the, the biggest thing for, for Triple J is just foul trouble. If he can stay out of foul trouble, and he gets 30 minutes, he can crush it 5,600 against Washington. So, I mean, I think Jackson Jr. is a good play. 
on the Washington side of things, I mean, Beal has the usage. Dinwiddie and Kuzma, I think, are just a little, little on the high price side. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, if if Beal was out, then of course we, I think we'd be in on both of these guys. Um, and Kuzma's not going to have as bad of a game as he had against Toronto, I don't think. Uh, overall, um, you know, I think his season numbers are probably going to be closer to, um probably you know what we saw maybe the Atlanta game or something like that where he's kind of putting up 15 18 points five to six rebounds two or three assists a game like I think that's maybe closer to a season numbers um overall uh so but so for that reason I'm with you I'm not playing Kuzma in this spot um you know Montrez Harrell's kind of he's not kind of he's priced up now because of his stretch of games and now Daniel Gafford is back um, so can't can't really do do anything there. You know, Trez is just kind of priced out. Uh, Bradley Beal is ninety five hundred, and while I don't hate it, I, I just feel like on this slate, I, I don't I don't want to pay ninety five hundred for Beal. Uh, I'd rather play John Morant. So uh, th- that's where I am with Washington. I just feel like everyone's priced appropriately, and um, just going to leave most of these players on the shelf. Yeah, I mean. Washington's is a semi tough team to kind of figure out right now because of the pricing. Like Beal was Beal missed what two games or was it three games? And then like Gafford was out for a couple games. And it's kind of just it, it's kind of priced these guys up a little bit. Like Gafford, he's back in the starting lineup. They're finishing with Harrell still. Um, but I mean, I think Harrell's price is just a little too high. And I mean, that's kind of the whole team, right? Like Beal at 9,500 with Dinwiddie and Kuzma there does. I mean, he has the ceiling, but how often is he going to pay off that price tag? So, I mean, for me on the Washington side, it's more of just pricing. The, the way I look at Washington is like, if I'm trying to run something back here, Jonathan Taylor, you are my hero. Um, he just broke like a 70 yard touchdown run. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm excited about that, but yeah, I mean the Washington side. I think they're just. Um, I think they're a little, <laughs> little pricey here. Will. Well, listen, man. At least you get to have the celebration version of this story. Uh, I've had the Debbie Downer version of this story on Thursday Night Football a few times, and hasn't been pretty. So I'm happy for you, man. Welcome, Florida Sportsbooks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> daily I, boost. <laughs> um, I mean. Moving on. We're moving yeah. on. What stinks is like my Jonathan Taylor um, captain teams. All of them have white. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was looking so good. Anyway. All right. Moving on. <laughs> San Antonio at Orlando. 212 total here. San Antonio is a three and a half point favorite. Collins and Podal are out for San Antonio. Michael Carter Williams, Fultz, Isaac, more outs. Harris, questionable. Uh, let's start here with the San Antonio side of things. What are you looking at here for the Spurs? I mean, DeJounte Murray, 9,100, a little expensive, but, man, just <laughs> he's just doing it, man. I mean, getting close to triple doubles, has had a triple double against, against the Lakers every game. I mean, he, the peripherals are there, and that's why I like what's happening. I should be able to get it done. Uh, Devin Vassell is 3,900. And he's playing big minutes. I, I'm interested in Vassal today uh, against the Orlando Magic at 39. I think it's a little bit too cheap. I think he should be 4,500, Stevie. 
I so think I, we're, I, I just ahead. okay. So I was researching this game, and I just I, I, this is more. I just want to bounce that bounce a thought off you really quick. Yeah. Um. So Keldon Johnson against Dallas the other night picked up two quick fouls. I think it was like in the first two minutes of the game, and Vassal was the one that checked in. He only he played 15 second half minutes um, in that game. Do you think that he plays 30 minutes even if Johnson stays out of foul trouble, or do you, we think it's going to be closer to like the 25 to 26 mark? I think 25, 26 mark. Okay, I just that, I mean that, I like yeah. his price too. I'm not saying yeah. that. I just I noticed that when I was researching and I was like I got to bounce that idea off of Will and before I forgot if you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I absolutely think he plays in the 25 to 26 range. Uh, I just still like it because I, I I think he can get there. He's He's been scoring pretty well, mostly. Um, so uh, I I just think the price, 3,900, I think it's fair. I, I do I do legit think he should be about 4,500. So I think he's about 600 too cheap. Um, I wish they would just give Thaddeus Young 25 to 28 minutes a game. I don't know what's going on, Stevie, but gosh, man, at 5,300, if they did that, uh, Thad would be in play all the time pretty much. Uh, Jakob Hodel looks like he's going to be out again, of course. Already rolled out, yeah. Yeah, Drew Eubanks only played 20 minutes, put up 23 fantasy points. Uh, He could absolutely have a game. I'm feeling like the fade on Eubanks, and, and that could be the wrong decision. But you know, I don't, I don't feel like Eubanks is a guy that's going to burn me, uh, and he very well could this game against Orlando. But I just, I, I don't think I want to go go that route. I mean, he's another guy um, that I don't even, I don't even know what to think with him because. He played he played three minutes the other night in the first quarter. They checked he checked out. Thaddeus Young checked in and then he he played like two minutes at the end of the first quarter. I mean, it didn't seem like they wanted to play him more than like four or five consistent minutes. Um, so I mean that's my biggest concern with Eubanks is do they are they like is he limited where they don't want to play him more than like four or five minutes at a time? And I mean, his, he got a huge price increase. Twenty-three fantasy points at forty-two hundred is not going to be enough on a nine-game slate. So, not at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, so when I'm looking, when I'm looking at the Spurs, obviously Murray makes a ton of sense. The Magic stink, but outside of that, I, I think Vessel is okay. I think Johnson is okay, but I don't, I don't want to go too crazy with these value plays. Um, at all here for the Spurs because I, I think there's a lot of fluid situations here um, that I mean both of these teams aren't that good let's go to the Orlando side of things um, someone that has been good for the Orlando Magic not all the time but he's been good you know in spurts is Cole Anthony what are your thoughts here on um, the Orlando Magic I'm not playing Cole Anthony at 7700 and look he is averaging 38 fantasy points per game this year. So I don't want anybody to think I don't know that. Like, I mean, he's put up a game. Steve, he's put up 66 fantasy points this year at 29 points, 16 rebounds, eight assists. Like he's got upside. And guess what, Stevie? He's also put up 61. The guy has got upside 31, nine, eight, two steals a block, man. I mean, 
I just don't want to pay 7700 for him on this slate. I'd much rather play Wendell Carter Jr. If they're going to give him 35 minutes to you, I mean, he's been playing really well. Double-double machine when he gets the minutes. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, even since the beginning of the season, against the Knicks, 10 and 11, 11 and 9 against the Knicks, 9 and 9 against Miami, 20 and 10 against Charlotte, which is why I was all in on Draymond last night. Just didn't materialize because of the blowout. 17 and 12 against Toronto, 15 and 14 against Minnesota, 13 and 13 against Boston. Wendell Carter Jr. is doing his job at 6,400. Yep. I'm in. Like, I'm in. He's been the most consistent player outside of Cole Anthony in this offense, and he's cheaper. I mean, Mo Bamba has ceiling, but, I mean, I just – I can't get excited about playing Mo Bamba. Um, I, I, I like the Wendell Carter Jr. Because say the game goes smaller – and maybe Mobama gets rooted out of this game. And, and like we see like Thaddeus Young against Wendell Carter Jr. at the five in this game. Then I mean Wendell Carter Jr. has some upset. Uh, moving on, I think I'm the most excited about this game on the slate. Uh, not necessarily from a DFS perspective, but just the game in general. We got the Knicks at the Bucks, 215 and a half total here. Milwaukee's a five-point favorite. DiVincenzo, Lopez, and Middleton are out. The Knicks. Are good to go. Big news here. Drew Holiday is probable. Um, he's expected to play. Let's start with the Knicks. Um, I mean, the Knicks are a really good team. I I kind of like Kimba Walker here. I, I think Tom Thibodeau, if this game stays close, Kimba gets 30 to 35 minutes in this game, and I could see him showing up for this big game. Yeah, I like it. I mean, he's not overpriced. The last time I was on Kimba, they were playing the Pelicans, and I was just kind of banging the Kimba Walker drum saying, hey, guys, you know, he's starting to hit shots again, and he is going to be streaky, don't get me wrong, uh, but he's not going to shoot 18% of this game. I, I can almost guarantee you that. So I, I like it. Love that call at 5,900. R.J. Barrett is just someone, I don't care what happens, I'm just probably not going to play him much this season. If you look at his game log, I mean, he's been scoring the ball fine, has has had upside, right? But I just, I'm, I'm not going to do it at that price level in this spot. Uh, if they were playing New Orleans again, I'd probably be in, but I don't want to do this against the Bucs. Uh, you know, Evan Fournier is back down to 5,600. Uh I do think this is a fair price for him because I think, you know, nothing's changed with Milwaukee giving up three pointers. Like the three point shot is going to be available for him. Uh, Six, eight, eight, seven, and five in the last few games back to the beginning of the season, 13, nine, seven. I, I think he's going to have his opportunities to to shoot the long ball here. Uh, If he can hit four of those, that's 12 points right there. Plus the bonus. Uh, which will give him, what, 30? That's 14 fantasy points just off him probably shooting wide open threes. So I I like Evan Fournier because of the, the prices come down. Uh, let's see here. Julius Reynolds, 96. That's right on the edge of me getting close to not want to play him in this spot. But I got to think if they're going to win this game, he's going to have to contribute some I do think Randall is a good tournament play because I feel like he's maybe slightly overpriced for this matchup, slightly. Uh, but I think if, you know, if the upside, you know, if he can score 20 to 25 points, 
he he could be on triple double alert in this game for sure. So I definitely want to check Evan Fournier's like three point prop. Um, you know, you mentioned the three pointers here. I think that's definitely something on a like the betting perspective that I really like for Fournier here. Um, I like him for DFS too. Fifty six hundred seems cheap, but like Kimba. Uh, on the Milwaukee side of things, I mean, it's hard not to have a lot of interest here in Drew Holiday. I expect him to be a full go in this game. Um, I haven't seen anything about him, you know, being limited. Um, he missed extended time because he was not feeling good. It wasn't just the full ankle. So, I mean, I expect Drew Holiday at 6,500 to play full minutes here. And I think he sees a huge bump here with Middleton out. Um I mean, obviously, Giannis is Giannis. If this game stays close, Giannis smashes here. He had a bad game the other night and put up 60 fantasy points. So, I mean, he's always a top option, especially with Middleton out. For sure. For uh, – sorry, Steve, my computer locked up here on me, guys. You're good. But uh, for sure, absolutely, he's a good option. Um I'm never going to dispute Giannis. I know Drew Holly is coming back, but at 11-8, I just feel like on this slate, Giannis is probably the closest we're going to get to like an 80 point fantasy game. I'm saying if if there if there was somebody that was going to get there, it would absolutely be Giannis. I think if I'm, I think he's the top big spend up on the slate. Period. Uh, Drew coming back, 6,500. Definitely, I think it's a little bit too cheap. Uh, I hope he would come back and get his, you know, 32 to 35 minutes. And if that's the case, I think we could see a big game from him for sure. All right, we're moving on. We got Cleveland at Toronto, 212.5 total here. Um, Toronto is a six point favorite. I think that line's a little interesting. Cleveland's actually been playing really good. Uh, Kevin Love is out, Markkinen's out, Okoro's out, and then on the Toronto side, Siakam is out. Um, let's start here with the Cleveland side of things. What do you like here for Cleveland? Uh, I actually like Darius Garland a little bit in this spot. He's playing big minutes. Assist numbers have been pretty good this season. Like, if you look at the assist, Stevie, 12, 7, 6, 11, 5, 4, 10. I like what I'm seeing here. We're going to get him, you know, dialing up the assist, scoring points. I like him in this spot against Toronto. Uh, and then because of these injuries, my goodness, Evan, Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley. I mean, played 40 minutes in back-to-back game, not back, not true back-to-back. I mean, consecutive games. And I think they're going to need him again. He's young. I think he plays 36 to 40 minutes here. So I am in, even at 7,200, uh, he's only averaging 31 fantasy points a game. Don't get me wrong. But I do think the upside is there if he's going to have these types of minutes. Uh, so I, I, I like it. Um, it's Jetty Osman. You know, he played 21 minutes, 17 minutes. Man, I wish he was getting a few more. I'd be in. And then we've got our other buddy here, Jared Allen. He played 40 minutes and then 35 minutes against Charlotte. These bigs, Stevie, I think are, are the best plays on the board along with Darius Garland. Uh, and I like the Toronto side as well. Right out of the gate, this feels like one of my favorite game stacks, uh, and a lot of these guys are going to be priced in the mid-range. Yeah, it's not one of those game stacks that, like, you're stacking it because 
it's a fast paced game. It's actually going to be one of the lowest, like slowest paced games on the slate. You're stacking this game because you think it's going to stay close and the production is going to come from a certain amount of people. Um, yes. So, uh, I mean, I I'm with you. I like the, I like the Cleveland game here or the Cleveland side of this game. Jared Allen's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. You could just go ahead and write him in for my favorite six X play. With marketing out, he, he's just playing a ton of minutes and he's just absolutely taking advantage of it. Um, so I mean, with marketing out and Kevin Love out, Jared Allen is two thousand dollars too cheap, um, in any yeah. matchup. So, um, like I said, you can go ahead and write him down. I love Jared Allen in this spot. Um, outside of Allen, it's just kind of one of those things where Evan Mobley. He's going to play a ton of minutes too. I could see playing those guys together, but I overall, I'd probably limit my exposure to them. I do think they kind of negatively correlate a little bit. Um, and I definitely have interest in getting some exposure to Garland and Sexton on some tournament teams here. And then on the Toronto side of things, I mean, OG is shooting a ton. And Van Vliet, after a slow start to the year, is doing exactly what we were kind of hoping for here recently. Um, the production for Toronto for me comes from those guys. And I mean, Scotty Barnes is going to be back in this game. He was consistently scoring good fantasy points. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Toronto? Yeah. Don't hate Scotty in this spot. I mean, if you look at before he went out, Stevie 40, 39 and 40, those were his fantasy point totals. Uh, you know, just starting to get rolling here. And you, you know, you've already talked about OG it's just, man, if he's going to shoot this much, you just it, – it feels weird playing him at 8K because, you know, we're not used to that, but we paid 8K – we would pay 8K for Siakam. We would do it. And I think, you know, in this offense right now, just look at the shot attempts. Him and, him and Van Vliet are kind of the alpha dogs, or him, Van Vliet, and Scotty Barnes. So uh, I think I'm in on OG at 8K, in on Van Vliet at 88. I don't know if I'd play them together. I think I'd kind of stack my Cleveland pairing and put, roll one on the other side. Uh, but I think you can play either one of them with Scotty Barnes. L.A. Clippers going to Minnesota, take on Timberwolves, 218.5 total. The Clippers are a three-point favorite. Ibaka, Kawhi, Morris out, Russell out on the Minnesota side. Uh, what do you like here for the Clippers? Man, uh, Funny, funny you should ask. Can, can we play Reggie Jackson at sixty one hundred? I, I wish we could. The fantasy production hasn't been there, but man, the minutes, minutes are still there, and this is a this is a good matchup for them. Uh, Paul George just continues to do Paul George things. Put up fifty three fantasy points, had eight turnovers, and was still able to, to get over that fifty mark. Thirty two, eight, and six game before that. 32, 7, and 9. Uh, I like Paul George. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get him. I do think Giannis is a better play uh, on this slate because I think the matchup's going to be a little bit more tough. But I don't hate Paul George here at 10-4. He's been doing his job. If you look at Nicholas Batum, he came in. He's playing 30-something minutes because of the injuries. Has put up over 30 points in back-to-back -back games. Uh, I don't hate him for a value against Minnesota. Terrence Mann, 4,500. He play, he's played 30 minutes pretty much in three straight games. Don't hate him in a matchup against Minnesota. Luke Kennard, he's played almost 30 minutes in four games. 
he's got to shoot the ball and he's got to hit shots, but I'm willing to take a chance on him in terms of a flyer. Love this game. Love this team uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to add. I will say um, Nicholas Batum has just been super consistent. He's scoring at an insane amount from the three-point land. I don't think that's going to continue. But with that said, he's 4,600. So if you want to you want to yeah. roll the dice on him a little bit, um, I don't hate it. On the Minnesota side of things, I still think Malik Beasley is too cheap. Anthony Edwards is a little pricey, but he has big ceiling. He just scored 47 fantasy points against this team the other night. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's expensive. I think he's too expensive today. Could you play him? Yeah, I definitely think you could play him, but it's more of should you play him over some of these other guys in this range? Um, I think the the biggest thing for me is Russell sat and Patrick Beverly played Russell minutes. Um, so, I mean, Pat Bev at 4K, you know, there's a little pep in his step going up against the Clippers. Um, so, I mean, I think Patrick Beverly is a good value play today. Absolutely. I, I, I like Patrick. Bell. I like him the other night when he was, I think, 3,700. Uh, and it's just because if you look at this team, he's going to produce, right? Like he's got uh, uh, Carl Anthony Towns and he's got Anthony Edwards. But who else is really going to take anything away from from like Malik Beasley's not even starting. He's coming off the bench. So I like that, Bev. Great call. Uh, and I'm with you. I don't think I want to play Towns at 10 7. Uh, and it's not because I don't think he has the upside. He could absolutely go out here and drop a 60 bomb last, and no one would be surprised. But I just, you know, I think I'd rather just play Giannis on the, on the top end today. All right. Um, that's kind of it for me from this one. We're moving on. We got uh, three games left New Orleans at Golden State. 219 and a half total here. Golden State is a three-point favorite. Ingram is questionable. Zion is out. Clay and Wiseman are out. There was only one book with this line up, so I think this is going to be one that's kind of fluid throughout the day, depending on Ingram playing or not. Um, Let's start with New Orleans. I mean, Valanciunas got a huge price increase. He's been absolutely crushing this season, actually getting minutes. Devontae Graham, I mean, he's someone that, has the upside to really perform well. He didn't shoot well the other night or shoot enough the other night. Um, what are your thoughts here on New Orleans? Yeah, man, I think this is just kind of a new spot. Yep. Jonas Valanciunas, his price is still going up. He only played 30 minutes against Sacramento, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Could have easily put up 40 in this spot if he hit his normal point totals, which is which has been around, but let, let's say averaging probably what about 22 points a game. Add six to that, he would have been at 38, another three rebounds. He's right there at 41. Um, you know, if he gets any blocks, then that now we're cooking. I do think he's about price where he should be now. So I'm not sure if I'm going to absolutely get there. Um, because if this team, you know, if they go small, which they could stay just stay big, and I get that. But uh I do know if if Draymond kind of moves to center. It, they could kind of run these guys out of the gym. So um, that's kind of where I am with the Pelicans. Don't hate JV, but don't love it either. Um, this this seems like it could be in the Q Alexander Walker game where they may have to get out and run a little bit. 
He's got shot attempts, taking about 15 shots a game on average. Uh, so I don't, I don't hate that. I think we just need a few more peripherals from him consistently and not in the, the puny two, two, three, four range. I'm saying we need five and seven or something like that. And he probably won't get that because Graham's kind of running the show. But all in all, maybe JV, maybe Devontae Graham. Um, Josh Hart should thrive in this game at 5,100. Like this could be his spot where he just kind of gets involved in everything. So I think Josh Hart is my favorite play from New Orleans, even if Brandon Ingram plays. Yeah, obviously I like him a little bit more um, if Ingram sits, but I, I definitely see the appeal to Josh Hart. Um, his price is a little up there. I mean, there's some guys that I like that are cheaper than him, but I, I get it. And then, I mean, the Golden State side of things, Jordan Poole finally had that game. We've been waiting for it all year, and he finally had the game against Charlotte the other night. He shot. Of course, 16, he did. He shot sixteen three pointers. Um, go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. you're good. Go just, I mean, we've been waiting. Like the usage has been there, but he finally just was like, "I'm shooting." Well, here's the deal. Uh, Charlotte's given up a lot of three pointers too, and I saw this last year. So don't. I, I don't know where they are in relation to the league in terms of Milwaukee. I would probably need to pull that stat up. They can't be far behind it, or it could be even more. But trust me, Charlotte's giving up the long ball. I can tell you that right now. Uh, so no surprise to me that Jordan Poole lit us up. Jordan Poole's also just 5,800 again against the New Orleans Pelicans. So I don't hate it. Steph at 11-4. Steph can go off against anybody. He could absolutely go off against the Pelicans. Once again, Giannis is my big spend up today, probably along with everyone else. Doesn't matter. Long as Middleton is out, Lopez is out. I know Drew's coming back. I still think Giannis has, you know, the highest ceiling uh, around in terms of this slate. Um, Draymond, I'm going to go back to Draymond. Didn't have the game that I thought he would against Charlotte. Played 35 minutes, 5 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. I mean, he put up a Draymond stat line. Had three turnovers, but no, you know, extra peripherals in terms of blocks and steals. Not really worried about it too much. I think he's going to be just fine. And last but not least, this is just more of a gripe than anything else. I really thought we were going to be able to maybe plug in Otto Porter this year some. He's just not playing enough minutes. Uh, But those are the only guys I really want to play from uh, the Warriors. So Charlotte's six in uh, three-pointers allowed, but they are allowing the highest percentage made of three-pointers this season. So there you go. There you go. Um, I, I mean, when you're looking at this slate for Golden State, I still think pool is, there. you know, there's some ceiling there at that price point, but it's all going to be shooting. Curry's all going to be shooting. He, I, I think I play Giannis over Curry. I'm with you, but, I mean, if you're trying to get contrarian, I get it. Um, I mean – the only guy that I have, I, I guess that's kind of it. I don't really have a ton of interest here in um, in Golden State. So we're moving on. We got Charlotte at Sacramento, 226 total here. Uh, the Kings are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Washington is doubtful. That's the only injury news that we're looking at here. LaMelo is probable. Uh, let's start with the Charlotte side of things. Who do you like here? Um, I think I like Kelly Oubre at 5,200, maybe slightly too cheap. Uh, if his minutes are going to come back, like, you know, the Golden State Warriors game, I mean, he only played 13 minutes. I'm not really sweating that. 
Game before that, he was at five personal fouls. So I, I'm not reading to it. I think he'll get some minutes. I do understand that Rozier's kind of back healthy and uh, and P.J. Washington, he's questionable. Uh, well, he's doubtful, excuse me. So if he sits, I do have a lot more interest in Kelly Oubre th- than I did. Miles Bridges at 8,200. If, um, if P.J. Washington is out, like, I think I'm willing to roll the dice at 8,200 on Miles Bridges against the Sacramento Kings. It should be the, the, the Bridges and Barnes show for what it's worth. Cause Harrison Barnes just going to be out there running around shooting everything. Uh, so I, I think I'm in on Bridges, especially if Washington is out. Like I start trying to figure out what those props were now for his points. I'm not sure if he's going to come in at 19 and a half, 20 and a half, but I'd be, I'd be willing to get in on some overaction for sure. Yeah. Washington's doubtful too. So, yeah, um, I mean, on the, the King side, I, Fox, I, I mean, the guy that I think I like the most here is Barnes. And Crazy, isn't it? It's so <laughs> weird because he's 7,600. But, I mean, you just got him talking about how bad this team has been defending the three-point line. We looked it up. We see that the only other guy that, I mean, I think has some ceiling here is Buddy Heald. He's going to shoot threes in this game. Um, I mean, he shot double-digit threes in all but one game. The game that he didn't, Listen. he shot nine. Um, or had a double, not double-digit threes, double-digit shot attempts. Um, double-digit threes in a lot of those games. But Buddy Heald, I think, is interesting at 5,700 as like a, a long-shot tournament play for large field tournaments. He shot 10 threes against the Pelicans, hit two. Against Charlotte, that could easily turn into six. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I, I'm not kidding. And he scored 20 fantasy points in that game, Stevie. If he hits four more three pointers, that puts him at 32 plus the bonus. That's his extra two points. Uh, that puts him at 34, uh, not including any other buckets. Buddy Hill could go off for 35 to 40 here at 5,700. I like it. Love it. I love it, actually. Love it. All right. Um, oh, also. Oh, go ahead. Rashawn Holmes. If he gets 30, if he gets, you know, plays his 30 to 35 minutes, I like him at 6,500 as well in this spot. Yes. Indiana at Portland, 225 or 222 and a half total. Portland, a three and a half point favorite. Lamb is questionable. Warren is out. Uh, let's start with the, the Pacer side of this game. I mean, Sabonis and Brogdon are super expensive in this game. Um, I think the biggest note here from the Pacer side is Levert played 31 minutes the other night. Um, he's 6,800. Yeah. I, I was looking at that and I was trying to decide if I wanted to play Levert. Um, I mean, the shot attempts are there, which is what I like. So I, I think I'm in on Levert in the spot. Uh you know, Chris Duarte, he only took nine shots that last game. Still played 34 minutes, though, so I, I don't want to read too much into it. Um, but, yeah, I think my main play from here is Sabonis at 9,300. I think it's just a touch too low, man. This guy could put up 50 on anybody, um, and he could absolutely do it against Portland. Um, yeah, I just – I don't know, man. The pricing on, like, Brogdon and Sabonis – has me kind of down on the, the Pacers side of this game, even though, I mean, it's not a necessarily bad spot. It's just the pricing. And then 
on the Portland side, I mean, Lillard's expensive. McCollum's expensive. Nurkic is, I think, okay. Um, I mean, I feel like this game is just priced right. It is. It's absolutely priced right. And I think if we were going to play anyone from this game, it would be, once again, I've talked about it, probably Anthony Simons. Just, you know, coming off the bench, sucking a little bit. Other than that, I'm... I don't really want to play anyone. I mean, Norman Powell is there, but – and he did drop 40 against Cleveland, but overall, like, you know, we're not getting a whole lot of upside out of Norman Powell most games. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then um, we'll get out of here for the weekend. Championship weekend, NASCAR this weekend. Um, last weekend for DFS NASCAR, there's a big tournament. Not a huge tournament because, I mean – Huge tournament days are over. Um, I'm so sad, by the way. You know how we started the podcast talking about um, basketball? Christian Wood is smashing. I was, oh, gosh. I, I hate my mistake even more now. Anyway, um, <laughs> last weekend in NASCAR. Make sure you guys are checking it out. Um, should be a fun one. We got qualifying practice. Um, these are the weekends that I usually are, are usually pretty good at these weekends. Um all right, favorite play under 5K to go 7X here. Who do you like that's cheap? Uh, Pat Beverly. You took my guy. Um, assu- <laughs> assuming he, assuming he, assuming he plays, give me um, Cade Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He took my guy. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? James Harden. All right. I like that one. Um, I think Dame is my guy today. I like that one too, Stevie. He's Man. yet. And I feel like I'm playing like with it. fire. I'm playing with fire because he's yet to have a 50 planet fantasy point game. But um, I, I, I'm going to go with him. Who's your favorite 6X play today? Believe it or not, man. Give me Wendell Carter Jr. I, I think they're going to need him in this game. I, I I like that play today. No, I, I like that. Um, I already said mine. Jared Allen, sixty six hundred. He's gonna crush in this game. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Um, probably Evan Mobley at seven K. I don't think he's gonna really get the ownership because he hasn't really popped yet. But at seventy, is he seventy one hundred? I think seventy one seventy two hundred. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think he'll garner much ownership. My um, my let's get weird. Do you think Levert's going to be popular today? Well, let me say this. If it is, I think it's going to be lower than it would if they were playing at seven thirty. They're playing a late game, so I don't. I don't think he gets as much ownership because of the late game. I really don't. I don't think he's going to be. I mean, I could definitely see him getting some ownership, but he's my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um. I don't, I don't think he's going to be like super popular, but I mean, you look at his first three games coming back from the injury, 37% usage, 42% usage, 29% usage. Um, I mean, if they're going to give him, if they're going to give him minutes with this usage, it's going to be crazy. So I'm going to go Levert. Um, any bets standing out to you here night before Oh, man. Hang on a second. Let me see if I can get something pulled up here. 
Oh. You, you go ahead and pull yours, Stevie, and then I'll see if I can pull mine. I mean, I, no. I want to see a line on a guy real quick. There's not. I mean, right now, there's no, like, games. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm refreshing and I, I'm waiting for the lines to post for Florida. I like Cleveland plus six against Toronto. Um, but I also want to check the three point prop for um, Evan Fournier when that um, loads as well. So those are the two that I'm kind of looking at that I'm eyeing the night before here. Yeah, I've got. Uh, we have a total. We might have it on the. I've got I've got the Nets at minus ten. Is that what you have? The Nets are minus ten. Give me Detroit plus ten here. I, I like it. Right. I think this game's closer than, than than we think. I I saw this team play. Yeah, give, give me Detroit plus ten, even on a back to back. All righty, that is uh, that's gonna wrap it up here for Friday. It's crazy. It's the weekend already. Um, again, if you're playing NASCAR last weekend for NASCAR trucks Friday night, so, um, so tonight if you're listening to the podcast on Friday, and um, Xfinity on Saturday, Cup on Sunday. We got two night races, and then Sunday. Um, I mean, this is it's gonna be fun. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have qualifying on Friday for trucks and. Um, a lot of work really fast, but I mean, it's going to be fun championship weekend and I'm um, excited. So that'll do it here for Friday. Hope everyone crushes. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you guys again on Monday.